I have some really good news for you today. Whatever mistakes you've made in your lifetime, these mistakes, they don't alienate you from the possibility of living a great life. However, the strategic choices that you make after your mistakes may be the true key to your greatness after all. Great people know what to do after they've made a mistake. Do you want to find out what to do after you've made a mistake? Well, you've come to the right place. This is Carol McLeod, Bible teacher and author. Thank you for joining me today on A Jolt of Joy on the Charisma Podcast Network as we dig into the Word of God together. Great people make mistakes. We're learning that from the life of Abram in the New Testament. He's one of the greatest men recorded in the Old Testament, and yet he made a mistake. He convinced Sarai, his wife, to lie to Pharaoh and to tell him that she was Abram's sister. This is good news for us, isn't it? For all of us who have made rotten, miserable mistakes in our life, to know that making a mistake or two or three or four or a thousand or a million along life's way does not negate the possibility that we, like Abram, can live a truly great life. Great people make mistakes. They misjudge events and circumstances. So if you're thinking that you'll never be truly great because you've made a mistake or a two, think again. Just ask Abram or Moses who killed a man, David who battled lust and depression, Peter who betrayed Jesus, and Paul who had Christians murdered. Your mistakes do not alienate you from the possibility of living a great life. After this mistake, Abram, Sarai, Lot, and all of their servants, their livestock, their silver, and their gold left and went back to where they were before they went into Egypt. Abram went back to the place where God had told him, I will give you this land. Genesis chapter 13, verses 1 through 4. So Abram went up from Egypt to the Negev, he and his wife, and all that belonged to him and Lot with him. And Abram was very rich in livestock, in silver and in gold. And he went on his journey from the Negev as far as Bethel to the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Ai, to the place of the altar, which he had made there formerly. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. See, this is what happens when great people make a mistake. They know what to do after they've made a mistake. They go back to where they worshiped and they worship again. They go back to where they heard God's voice and they listen again. They go back to the altar of worship. If you've made a mistake, go to the altar and worship. In the future when you make mistakes, and you will make mistakes, always remember to go to the altar and to worship the Lord. Often we allow our mistakes to build walls between us and the Lord. We follow up one mistake with another in order to cover our humiliation. But great people don't act like that. After a mistake, after a sin, after a deceitful move, great people go back to where they heard God's voice and they worship there 
at that place. Sometimes I believe that the barometer of our greatness just may be how we handle our mistakes. Do we allow our mistakes to keep us off track or do we go back to the altar and call on the name of the Lord? Now we're going to read a long passage of scripture. Don't worry, you can make it. It's from Genesis chapter 13, verses 5 through 18. Now Lot, who went with Abram, also had flocks and herds and tents. And the land could not sustain them while dwelling together, for their possessions were so great that they were not able to remain together. And there was strife between the herdsmen of Abram's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. Now the Canaanite and the Perizzite were dwelling then in the land. So Abram said to Lot, please let there be no strife between you and me, nor between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, for we're brothers. Is not the whole land before you? Please separate from me. If to the left, then I will go to the right. Or if to the right, then I will go to the left. Lot lifted up his eyes and saw all the valley of the Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt as you go to Zor. So Lot chose for himself all the valley of the Jordan, and Lot journeyed eastward. Thus they separated from each other. Abram settled in the land of Canaan, while Lot settled in the cities of the valley and moved his tents as far as the land of Sodom. Now the men of Sodom were wicked exceedingly and sinners against the Lord. The Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, now lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are northward and southward and eastward and westward for all the land which you see, I will give to you and to your descendants forever. I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth so that if anyone can number the dust of the earth, then your descendants can also be numbered. Arise, walk about the land through its length and breadth, for I will give it to you. Then Abram moved his tent and came and dwelt by the oaks of Mamre, which are in Hebron, and there he built an altar to the Lord. Now we see what a truly great man Abram is becoming in this historical account. Abram didn't like it that his herdsmen were in contention with Lot's herdsmen. And so he came up with a workable plan. He said, you know, there's plenty of land here for both of us. And and there was a natural geographic boundary. And, and so Abram said to Lot, his nephew, which side do you want? And Lot chose the best part. He chose the greenest part. He chose the easiest part on which to plant crops. He chose the most fertile part for his flocks and herds. What he didn't take into account was that it was near Sodom, a place of great evil and great compromise. You know, I believe from Lot, we learn what a great person is not. A great person is not selfish, always wanting the best for for him or herself. A great person never settles near sin. Genesis 13, 12 says this of Lot, and he moved his tents as far as Sodom. Lot hunkered down right next to sin. Sodom was Las Vegas, Baghdad, and the red light district combined into one evil city. But because Lot walked by sight and not by faith, he chose based on sight. 
He didn't ask God. He just looked circumstantially and made a choice. Abram, although his part of the land was not as fertile, as green, or as easy to work with, Abram didn't complain. He let Lot take the greenest part. And the Bible tells us that Abram moved his tent and came and dwelt by the oaks of Mamre in Genesis chapter 13, verse 18. Abram hunkered down next to the oaks of Mamre. Mamre means a place of strength. Abram heard God's voice in that place. The Lord made a promise to Abram in that place. And Abram worshiped in that place. That's what great people do. They worship regardless of what they see with their eyes. I want to challenge you today, regardless of how you have been treated by other people, regardless of how others have been selfish and have not thought about you and your life, will you worship the Lord today? That is what great people do. When somebody else gets the promotion and the raise, will you worship or will you whine? When someone else gets the new home and the great husband, do you praise or do you complain? When you're dealing with a disappointment, do you build an altar of thanksgiving or do you build a wall of anger? Great men and women from every generation have worshiped regardless of what they see with their eyes. I love it that Abram dwelt. He hunkered down by the oaks of Mamre, a place of strength. You know what Psalm 1611 tells us, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Great people know where to access the strength of God. It's in his presence where there is always fullness of joy. Great people are a strong people because they dwell, because they make their homes in the presence of the Lord. So what are some of the things that we have learned so far in this Bible study profiles in greatness? We have learned that only God has the power to make something great. We have learned that greatness is always born in the kingdom of light. We have learned that greatness is often born in the days of transition. Listen, I believe some of you are going through days of change. Don't fear, don't shrink back, but plant your life in that place of strength in the presence of the Lord. Your greatest days are ahead of you and not behind you. We have learned that God plus absolutely nothing equals great. Regardless of what you see with your natural eye, when you bind yourself to God, greatness will come out of your life. We have learned, thankfully, that greatness is a process, that we're not born great, but that we become great as we bind ourselves to the greatness of God. We learn that God thinks you're great and he shows it by shouting over your life. For those of you who deal with poor self-esteem, I want to tell you today, God is shouting over you and you can either agree with him or not. We have learned that great people not only worship God, but they also obey God. We've learned that great people make mistakes. We've learned that great people go back to where they heard God's voice 
after they make a mistake. And that great people worship regardless of what they see with their eyes. Thank you for joining me today on A Jolt of Joy. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I'd like to encourage you to visit my website at www.justjoyministries.com. It is my passion to help people live an abundant life through the power and principles found only in the Word of God. You can contact me at carol at justjoyministries.com. And as always, know that I am praying for you today.